50 feet of crap, and then there's us. This is like our Lord of the Rings and Star Wars of 2021. There is no nobility in poverty. I have been a rich man, and I have been a poor man. I'm officially, I officially do not like this movie. And then the entire rest of the film, I did not, I, I wanted to leave every single minute. I say, mate, you're fond of me lobster. Molly, you in danger, girl. Your ass looks like about 150 pounds of chew bubble gum piled, you know that? Say it, sir! I'm leaving, people. What do you mean? Uh, what's going on, everybody? Welcome to Film Code. My name is Phoenix Cloudin, and today it is a one-on-one episode, and I am joined by the great Brandon. Sir, how are you? And I am good, Phoenix. It is good to be back. Uh, like Phoenix mentioned, it is a one-on-one show. Uh, for this episode, uh, Zach is out on vacation this weekend, so uh, we're going to go let him enjoy his time with his wife. So, uh, yeah, we are doing a one-on-one episode. We are going to be talking Lightyear, and yeah, so it is good to be back. Absolutely, man. Um, by the way, I should have mentioned this oh, weeks ago. I've been doing my intro all wrong uh, since we started season three. So I'm going to correct that uh, here now. Are you ready? Hey, think you can tell us what to do? Think you can tell us what to wear? Ladies and gentlemen, think that you're hails from Cleveland, Ohio. Weighing in at 235 pounds. Here he is. Here are you really going are you going the route of the new day for that (laughs) absolutely uh, so yeah, I just had to get that out there. You know what I'm saying? I, I hadn't had a chance to celebrate my victory, but uh, yeah. Season two code breaking champion. That'd be me. <sighs> but now that that's out of the way, <laughs> uh, like you said, we're going to be talking light year, the latest release from Pixar. This is the first uh, Pixar film in the past. I want to say four to finally uh, go to theaters. Their last three films went straight to Disney Plus. Uh, we're gonna have a talk about that, <laughs> most definitely. Lightyear stars Chris Evans as Buzz Lightyear. Uh, uh, Uzo Adobo as uh, Commander Hawthorne, Kiki Palmer as Izzy Hawthorne. 
Uh, Taika Waititi is in this movie as well. Um, this is the this is based on so the way that they did this. This is a this is a movie that this is the movie that Andy saw in 1995 that made him want a Buzz Lightyear toy, right? And I, I like I'm totally on board with that. Like I was like, oh, okay, that's cool. And then seeing it as a movie in that sort of premise, uh, I, I kind of really dug. I thought that was actually really cool the way that they did that. Um, but overall, Brandon, what are your non-spoiler thoughts on Lightyear? Okay, so I'm gonna word it like this: If I saw this movie around Andy's age, I would not have wanted this toy. Um, I say that because I'm, I, I don't know. I, I was just, I wasn't fascinated with the movie. It had some good points here and there. And I love just the callbacks of the lines he said in the original films, but I don't know. This movie just happened. If it, that's, that's just, that's keep it as non-spoiler. I can be, I, I, I think this movie just kind of happened. Like, like character was here and then they're there. And then they're there, and then it's over. Hmm. So I mean, I don't know. I mean, maybe it's because the hour and forty-seven runtime. We're just I didn't really attach to any of these characters. Didn't have that Pixar feel, hmm. which is fine. But at the same time, eh? Right. Uh, yeah. I how find you, it. I, how yeah. was your? Real quick, how was your theater experience? Did you have a lot of? Uh, kids running around and people using flashlights to find their seats and people won't st- wouldn't stop talking no I, I oh no that's you just described a horror movie oh <laughs> I, I had that there were every five minutes these kids in the front towards the front row area would get up run out of the theater to go do god knows what and then and then like mothers who were like not mothers but parents who were getting in like late mm. trying to figure out where they're sitting would put their phone flashlights on mm. up and down the aisle just trying to find the show. I'm like, what are you doing? Yeah, see now just that sit down. Yeah, that can take it, that can take you out of the movie. That that sucks. I'm so sorry you had that experience. <laughs> uh no, I didn't no, I, I had nothing like that. Um I I find it funny like that if this was the movie that Andy saw as a kid. And he said, yeah, I want to buzz light your uh, action figure. I could see that, but I'm also kind of shocked then that he doesn't have a socks action figure. <laughs> like, exactly. you know what I'm saying? Like, like come on, dude. <laughs> like, like, no offense. Like, I would have wanted the buzz light year as well, but like. I would have wanted the socks over with, the. With socks. Like, wear socks. <laughs> yeah, I would have wanted the socks over the buzz toy. Right. Um, but. Overall, man, I really enjoyed Lightyear. I I thought it was, I thought it was good. Uh, I had a good time with it. I thought they did a lot of great things in it, but I agree that it wasn't, it wasn't as strong as it could have been. Um, and that that's really the the upsetting part is like, and and I think this is this is unfair, but. I think we've grown accustomed to Pixar really just knocking it out of the park every time, right? No questions asked, whatever they do, 
it's literally the best thing that possible. And this wasn't that. Like, it was good. Don't get me wrong. It was good. It, it had great moments. I really enjoyed it. I really enjoyed a lot of the characters. Um, it just, it didn't have, like you said, it didn't have that Pixar spark. It just, it was missing the, that that key ingredient uh, that really, really drives, I think, Pixar movies forward. Yeah, because like I once we once we break into spoilers, uh, let me know. Um, yeah, because I I have a couple plot points I want to talk about, mm-hmm. and just explain why I don't really have that Pixar feel. Yeah, same same with me. Um, but before we get into that, uh, a couple of other things that I want to point out that I thought were really good. Uh, the the animation. I mean, oh yeah, I mean I mean of course that. I mean that they always knock it out of the park. Yeah, like if there's if there's one thing you can guarantee from Pixar is that their animation style is going to be ridiculous. And I saw this in IMAX, so it was even better. You know, like like there was there were um, scenes that I watched uh, on my computer and on my phone uh, when I watched like the trailer or whatever. And then when I saw it in IMAX, I was like, oh, that's how it was really meant to look. I was like, oh, okay, yeah, that's that's completely different. <laughs> so yeah, I, I wish I got to see this in IMAX, but of course they're uh, they're still favoring Jurassic World for IMAX and any of the later showings. So like the, <laughs> the the only show times they have for IMAX is like a three o'clock in the afternoon, which those don't work for me if I'm working. Right. So yeah, but the animation on this, I mean, come on. It's it's tremendous. It's really just really impressive. I also like Chris Evans did amazing. <laughs> like he really he really did a, an incredible job cuz like there were moments where I was like, "Oh, I can definitely tell like that's Chris Evans." But like I was like the fact that his voice is so close to the Buzz Lightyear that we got in like Tim Allen's. Yeah, exactly. Is ridiculous like it's really impressive that mm-hmm. he was able to do that so yeah overall man i like i like i said it doesn't it's not it doesn't blow you away the way i thought lightyear would blow us away but overall i thought it was solid yeah i, I mean I'm, I'm on the opposite side here um <laughs> i don't know it, it it's it's tough so are we good on non-spoiler thoughts? Yeah, let's go ahead and let's go ahead and break the seal. Okay. And so officially talk spoilers. Spoiler alert! Spoiler alert! Spoiler alert! Spoiler alert! So diving into spoilers here. Um I, I the reason I say this isn't really have the Pixar feel. I mean that's a given, but um they tried giving us the version of up where Carl and Ellie are living life together and just having a happily ever after while the opposite is buzz just constantly going on missions and Hawthorne just constantly aging because he keeps going four to 10 years in the future. And so like, yeah, I can see that as being sad, but it just, it doesn't have anywhere near the emotional pull that up does and up. I feel like gives us less time about Carl and Ellie's story than they do spending time on Buzz and Hawthorne. And they made us crying up. Mm. So, I mean, yeah, I mean that you have, 
I feel like Zerg was pointless, and I don't like how they changed it from Zerg supposed to being uh, Buzz's father. I mean, I, I get that was a, like a like a throwaway joke in Toy Story two, but they kind of expanded on that by making that Buzz just the an older version of Buzz. Older and alternative, I guess. Yeah, yeah. I mean, cool. You're doing a, uh, into the multi Buzz or whatever. Yeah, yeah. That was a that was a weird concept um but i'm gonna disagree with you uh i thought that opening sequence with buzz and hawthorne um actually not even not even the opening sequence but like basically when we we figure out hey he's going in the he's going in a hyper speed and then he comes back and it's four years later like and then the fact that he kept going and going and and uh, everyone kept aging and changing. Um, I'm going to bring this up because I, I think it's hilarious. I watch uh, John Campia, obviously. Of course uh, you do. Every day. And they went to CinemaCon and they saw like the, the, those first 30 minutes of Lightyear. And I, I distinctly remember them all saying like they were in tears. Like they were literally in tears because of that, that scene. And I was like, oh, okay. And when I went in and saw, like, basically, I was I was good right up until when he walked in the office and didn't see her. And then she had that video for him. That's when, like, I I I didn't even realize I was doing it. It came so, like, sudden and violently, really. <laughs> like, I was like, oh, this is what they were talking about. Because I was like, yeah, I was I was kind of blubbering and I was like, oh man, that that really hit me. I mean, I don't think it's I think up is a fair comparison because it's kind of uh done in a similar way, but I feel like what was done in up was more was way more sentimental, but in this one, um it was just sort of like accepting like loss and then like really not having achieved what you thought you wanted to achieve and then you missed everything to me like that got me that got me in like that got me a little bit choked up um I still think obviously the up sequence is better it's probably the best one like ever done by Pixar but like that's it still got me because I thought it was it was told very well in just the progression of years and in such a uh succinct manner i thought it was i thought it was done really well uh i i'm I, again i gotta disagree with you there um <laughs> i don't know it's just like i said I, I feel like it just felt forced and like yeah i mean i'm not saying that i'm, I'm not saying that just because oh john campia said this is supposed no. to be sad i'm just gonna ignore what he said no and it's just I just I, I didn't attach to any of these characters at all. Mm. Like nobody used complex thinking in this film. Mm. That's just me. But I mean, what's the point of Buzz even going out on this mission if the people he originally landed there with aren't even able to go with him because they're dead? Yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, yeah. <laughs> and then you, and then, and then you tried making like. Star Command there, an evil 
force by having them like, oh, we need to come collect your. Um, yeah. I am drawing a name. I am drawing a blank on the name of the cat. Oh my god, socks. socks. Yeah, <laughs> I was like, I was like, oh, we have to come get your socks. We. He's like, oh, I want to do this, and then he breaks out the window, and then they act like bad guys. But I'm like, oh, we have a breach in whatever. I'm like, what? Eh. I mean, here's here's my thing, right? Um, and maybe maybe this is this is uh part of the reason why some people didn't like it. Like, I accepted immediately that this movie is not in the Toy Story universe. It's not set in that world i mean i didn't i didn't expect it to be either that's yeah. not that's not the expectations i was going in at all right so like what what happens or the ideology that is uh, um made up in in the toy story world that doesn't necessarily have to reflect what's going on here so like i just want to figure out why andy scrapped woody for this toy <laughs> and that did not answer it for me I I I don't know. I mean, Buzz Buzz is cool. I mean, you got you know the laser. He's got the the wings. I think all of those things were shown in the movie and and shown to be pretty freaking cool. There there's a moment where he does the the falling uh the, in style <laughs> type of uh, maneuver instead of flying. So like there's there's some cool stuff uh hidden in there. Yeah. I, I, like I think was executed well. Uh, as far as like the science fiction of it all, I actually thought that was the best element of this movie because like it's it's very much a science fiction movie. Like it's not a it's not really like a I mean yeah it's got an action adventure in it, but like for the most part this is a movie about space and this is a movie about uh you know science and, and fiction and, and trying to navigate through space and I, I just feel like they did they executed the science fiction part very well and you had there were there were definite like key moments where I was like if I were a kid this would get me interested in space exploration like mm. that that's where I was at yeah I mean yes and no <laughs> um, as far as exploration goes, we didn't get much of that other than just him going to find the uh, the hyper the hyperspace rings. That's what I call it because that, uh, based off Star Wars knowledge, this is basically what it was: is hyperspace rings trying to get to and from to charge his uh, to charge the field to get out of the out of that planet, and and it uh, just ends up them being like, okay, yeah, we're just gonna not even find a way to get everybody out but hey look you guys can get out whenever you want because we're gonna build you ships mm. why doesn't everybody just freaking leave after that <laughs> like buzz was just not he was not a badass character and then the whole zerg thing of zerg was i mean yeah i mean i did you stay around for the end credit scenes you know what no i missed them i i saw the first one with the laser shield and that then... was so stupid and I thought I thought that was it, so I left. And then I found out on Twitter that there were two more. So I was like, "Oh crap!" <laughs> okay, so the second one is also a throwaway. It was the 
the droid um, explaining directions, and he finally gets the route, <laughs> and everybody's just gone. That's hilarious. <laughs> and then, so, there's that, and then the final end credit scene was, oh, what a surprise, Zerg is still alive. Right. So, yeah. And But that one plays, like, literally after all the credits roll, all the logos play and all that, it's a like it, it's after the uh yeah. the Disney logo, the Pixar logo. So it's way, way, way at the end. Way, way, way at the end. And it's just it it's not worth sticking around for. You would think like you would think they would have this big meaningful scene, like, oh yeah, look, Zerg is back for wrench. Not his eyes just turned back on. Ooh. Wow. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Um yeah. So, I mean, some other cool things that I thought was really nice. Like, I liked uh, I liked a lot of the dialogue. Like, uh, I thought the character interactions with each other was really cool. Uh, I really loved that first scene with, with Buzz and Hawthorne uh, when they're, like, landing on the planet and discovering what, what's going on there, and they're joking about the rookie. I, I thought all of that was hilarious. Like, really well done. Um, I love the dynamic between uh, Buzz and and Hawthorne. I thought that was really cool. I really believe their friendship. I thought that was really that was done well. Um, and of course, socks. I mean, socks. <laughs> everyone is everyone I, I know who's seen this movie has said that socks is the MVP easily. Uh, and that's one hundred percent true. Like, uh, like socks is so cool me as a grown man would would buy a socks toy for myself <laughs> like like that's how cool socks is um yeah like he had great lines great moments of dialogue i loved all the like feline characteristics they gave to to this robot cat like you know liking like having his belly rubbed and coughing up hairballs and stuff like that <laughs> like I loved all of that. So I, like socks was easily just the, the best, the best part of this movie. Mm -hmm. I agree. Um, I, I honestly, when I first saw the film, I well, don't first saw the film when I first saw the trailers, um, I expected to be like, Oh, Hey, yeah. Um, great. They're going to give us a, uh, uh, they're going to give us a, a, a character that they can market and make super annoying. And I ended up loving this character and I do hope they make these in real life. They, uh, yeah, they actually did end up making a character super annoying, but it wasn't socks. It, it was, was Taika Waititi's character. It was Taika Waititi's character. Oh my God. <laughs> like I love Taika and he's funny. Like he has great moments he he does great comedies. Who this character was so annoying. <laughs> like, yep. like, oh my God. Like annoying in more like. Ooh, how can I put this delicately? Like, like it wasn't like it would be one thing if you had a bumbling crew, you know, saying um. Maybe he just had trouble focusing or, you know, once or twice you make that gag, right? 
literally every time he spoke I was every like, five seconds he's oh. like he's uh, he's just a giant fuck up every five seconds every 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 single second <laughs> like and i'm like look y'all have put way too much time into this character for one and for two he is breathtakingly annoying <laughs> like exhausting like he's truly exhausting and i was like begging for him to die at some point like i was like like you know that that would have that would have made it worth it like if if you'd have had this super annoying character who really got on my nerves but was had a tender heart or something and ended up making the ultimate sacrifice i'd have been like oh okay like i might have i might have felt a little bit for him but the entire time i was just like dude shut up like yes yep 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 god shut up yeah, they put way too much emphasis on that character, and he was, ooh, so very annoying. <laughs> like, easily the worst part of the film. <laughs> like, easily. I, I agree. Sorry, I'm, I'm typing as I am pulling up the cast list. Okay. So my fiance was asking me who was voicing Zerg in that film. I'm like, he sounds so familiar. Turns out it was James Brolin, Josh Brolin's dad. Ha, that's hilarious. Wow. I did not expect that. No, that's awesome. Wow. Okay, so... um, All right, so we got Taika's character out of the way. Another favorite character of mine. I, I loved her. The escaped convict. <laughs> yeah. She well, not escape, but the, the convict on parole. You know, right. She was hilarious. She was really funny. Like, yeah. Like, and I get they tried to have those two characters play off of each other. But as good as, as good of a comedian as Taika Waititi is, he was outshined. Like, she was really freaking, she was really funny. Yeah, like my um, my favorite part is when she's like, "I can't hold this. My parole uh, it breaks my parole agreement." I'm like, "Oh my god!" Yeah, like she was hilarious, bro. Like, like that was like a character that had, uh, they had their their characteristics, and it just it never went too far. You know what I'm saying? Whereas with Taika's character just it was all over the place yeah it's like how are you gonna sit down and knock over the thing or just like yeah I mean I don't know there's just his character was just so bad and like that's I'm I hate to say that because I love Taika right I don't know I guess the writing for his character was just not good no, no, it's really, really irritating. Like, like if, <laughs> if if you look at like Korg from um, Thor, mm-hmm. so much better of a character. So, so much better. Like, it's just not overbearing and and trying to be like it was. It was Taika trying to be funny, and there was no reason for him to try because he's a naturally funny person. Uh-huh. But yeah, like. That it, it felt really much like he was trying to be funny. Like they were forcing comedy into the into the film. Yep. Yeah. Um 
I don't know. There's just so I, I just I did not attach to this film at all. I, I I keep I keep looping back, but as far as plot points go, there aren't that much. Yeah, it was kind of a uh, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? It was kind of vague, I guess is the word I'm I'm searching for. But like, like one, we never found out where home was. You know what I'm saying? Like. It's like, oh, I'm trying to get back home. Well, where where exactly is that? What, you know, is that Earth? Is that Earth 313? Is that like, you know what I'm uh, saying? Yeah. Like, like, where exactly is is that? You know, um that that was that was kind of uh inter- irritating to me, but also like um the the whole Zerg thing, right? I I just, I put it like this. If I were a kid in 1995, like Andy, and saw this movie, this movie, I would be like, I, I wouldn't care for Zerg. I wouldn't care for Zerg. I wouldn't care for the that whole army. Like, that doesn't seem like a real believable enemy for Buzz. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? It just, it doesn't feel like a strong enough enemy for Buzz. And I feel like the movie kind of kind of paints itself into this weird corner because it's supposed to be a movie that was done in 1995, but it feels very much like a movie written in 2022. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. And See, it's like... Yeah. I, so, so you bring up a great point. It's like, I keep forgetting like, Andy bought this toy. Where are the rest of the? Why didn't he complete the set? Right, right. I mean, I, I mean, the same could be said that he didn't have any of the Woody's Roundup gang. But like, he eventually got them. Where his? Where, where is he going? Like, mommy, can I get Hawthorne? Can I get? Right. Can I get this weirdly Australian New, Ze- New Zealander sounding guy <laughs> who keeps dropping everything every five seconds? Mm-hmm. Where are those people? Where are the green aliens? Because they're part of, they're part of Buzz. No, no, no. They're just part of this Dark Man show. Right, right. Um, uh, yeah, yeah. And I mean, like, I'll put it like this: if I would say, I would say. I could see how Andy fell in love with Buzz, but it would have to be not necessarily based off of this movie, but off of another one. So like, if they want to do Lightyear 2. Um, They're going to. They're definitely like, going to. Like, I feel like maybe that might clear it up because like for me, it just it it did not seem believable enough because like i said everything about this movie feels written feels feels like it's from 2022 which it technically is but it's supposed to be in 1995 and i just i like literally right after the opening sequence literally the opening sequence i was like it feels like we're in 2022 now. It does not feel like we're in 1995 anymore. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So like that's that's kind of what 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 threw me off the most about this film. Yeah. 
All right. Um, so we talked about uh, it, the film not having the Pixar magic. Um, for me, I, I've, I pinpointed what it was uh, last night, which is most Pixar films have like this, this message or this theme that, that resonates no matter what age you are. You know what I'm saying? That's, that's the magic of Pixar is we can tell a movie about a family of superheroes, but there's a resonant theme there that, that you know what I'm saying, we all relate to. Uh, we could tell a story about uh, this jazz musician and there's a relevant theme there that, that, that resonates with, with everyone. We could tell this story about this kid who goes to the uh, land of the dead and finds his purpose. You know what I'm saying? Like it's mm-hmm. all it's all there. I didn't get any of that from this. <laughs> like, like, am I wrong? Did you see? Did you see something? Did you, what's the resonant theme here? There isn't one. There what what? Um, if you get thrown a hundred years in the future, except the people who are with you now. I guess. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I think it's like be grateful for the time you have, or like I, I don't know, I don't know, like, uh, yeah, life sucks, deal with it. I don't know, like, <laughs> like that, that kind of feels like it. Um, yeah, you said earlier that this should, this should have gone to Disney Plus, and Soul should have been in theaters. I one thousand percent agree. Uh, I would say what else uh, turning red should have been in theaters over this um i wish soul went into theaters especially dolby oh yeah oh my god it would have been but no they had to give us a light year instead yeah because i'm like light year honestly i feel like if it had gone to disney plus it would have it like once you saw it you would have you would have completely understood why it went to disney plus mm-hmm. yeah like, it feels very small scale. Um, it feels like a very small scale movie uh, at this point. Like it doesn't, it doesn't have the resonance to land on a big screen that I think uh, we were initially hoping for. Like, honest to God, like if this, if this had released in like 95 or 97 or something like that, it would have been a straight to straight to video release. Oh like, yeah, it, it would be. It would just fall in there with one of those like Aladdin two sequels or one hundred percent. Yeah, <laughs> just yeah. straight to DVD. This would have been a straight to DVD uh, type type of film. Yep. Um. So that's that's where I feel like the magic isn't there. Is is just it's not really. Uh, it it doesn't bring the heat like like I felt previous titles did. Um. Shoot, I would have even taken Luca in in theaters over this, and and that one wasn't even that great, but I mm. I, I enjoyed Luca. Um, but yeah, so I, I I just I just think that's weird. Uh, that yeah. just got it, and I and I think it's just because it's got it's got Chris Evans, it's got you know what I'm saying it's got a a star cast, and you got to give those guys their their theatrical run because they'll they'll bring you money. At least you know they'll bring you money. Mm-hmm, exactly. Right. Um. Oh God, else? there was something else I wanted to mention. Um. Oh, I'm gonna kick myself because I'm gonna remember it in post. 
<laughs> dude i did that all week last week when we just when we talked about um Jur- jurassic. jurassic yeah yeah there was just so much stuff i was talking about with uh tyler and donovan and i was like oh my gosh how did i not remember to talk about this <laughs> yeah that's gonna happen i felt the same way about top gun i was like oh man i should have mentioned that this and that <laughs> Funny I should mention that it's like my uh, my rating for Jurassic went down another half star. Jesus. <laughs> it was not a two. Oh man. It's still too high. <laughs> <laughs> Movie's awful. When I left Lightyear, I walked past Jurassic World as someone was coming out, and I caught it right at the moment where um Macy jumps in front of uh Blue's daughter and she's like, eyes on me. I was like, oh God. Like it's like, <laughs> oh, I, oh, I hate this movie. <laughs> oh, oh, I hate that movie so so. <laughs> That's funny. Oh God. It it gives me nightmares. All right. <laughs> oh damn, I'm so mad because I'm I was I was oh man, what was that? What was I thinking? Anyway. So final ratings, I guess, because we're going to have to move on. Uh, what is your final rating for Lightyear? I'm going to have to go and give it a two and a half. Two and a half. I, I, I feel like that's... I feel like that's good for me. I don't know. What do you think? I guess I could see that. I mean, it's it's fair. I don't think it's I don't think it's that bad. Um, but I honestly can't see myself going much higher. <laughs> like I'm I'm pretty comfortable at like a 3.2. You know what I'm saying? Like like and and even that point 2 is kind of sketchy. Like, so I'm gonna go with like a solid three stars. Mm. Um, it was fine, it just didn't have anything else to it, you know gotcha. what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. It, it just didn't have anything else to it. Um, I re- like I distinctly remember about maybe like an hour 20 in thinking to myself, like, is this it? Like, is this is this the whole story? Like, and I was like thinking that I was like, oh, well, that's not great. <laughs> like, and I was like kind of disappointed. Um, I didn't really have like high hopes for this film, but I expected it. I expected it to be Pixar. Pixar. And like, I remember, I remember what I was going to say now. Uh, <laughs> uh, I figured that Lightyear would be the odds on favorite easily running away with the Oscar this year for animated feature. Like that, that was basically the bar I had for it was, I don't care what else comes out, no matter what it's Pixar, it's taking the Oscar. Hey, with how, with how people are loving this film, I wouldn't be surprised they nominate it. I mean, Oh, it's, it's still going to get nominated, but this is the first year in, in a long time where I feel like, if there's a studio out there that has a, a at least a really good animated film, you could take it from Pixar this year. You could take it from Disney. And right now, for me, uh, The Bad Guys is still my favorite animated film this year. Um, I think I would take I would take The Bad Guys over 
both turning red and light year mm. uh, right now as I stand. And that's kind of sad because I'm like, I think I only gave like the bad guys like three and a half. But um, for me, like, I think, yeah, it, it it's solid. It's it's a great film, great animation, great concept. And it was executed very well. And it was pretty funny. So like, I'm like, I could see the bad guys as of right now being the the front runner Mm -hmm. um but yeah unless some unless another studio comes out with a banger um uh i think this is the year where you could you could really usurp disney and Mm -hmm. and take the crown all right uh so that's three stars from me two and a half from brandon on light year what did you guys think of light year let us know uh, on Twitter and on Instagram at FilmCodePod. And we are going to move on now to what's good. What's good, what's good, what's good. What has been good for you this week, sir? I have actually been able to watch a couple things here and there. All right. Um, all right. Mike, what's good for me this week is I'm going to have to throw it back singing in the rain. Um, yeah, yeah. I got to re- I just rewatched it the other day. Tyler was like, oh, yeah, I'm rewatching this film. I'm like, yeah, I'll rewatch it. And I'm mm. so glad I did because that movie is such a banger. So such a banger. It's it's mm. it's going to be forever. Currently, my favorite musical still. Um, the way I see it, it is like I, it's not nothing's gonna top it for me currently. Mm-hmm. Um, I've been I've been watching just, uh, scenes from that film over and over and over, mainly the the, the songs and stuff mm-hmm. recently as well on just repeat. I, I absolutely love Make Them Laugh, uh, yeah. Moses. I love Good Morning. I love the I love the Good Morning song so much. Just mm. Their choreography in that scene is just so good. So yeah, that is what's good for me. I mean, that's a perfect film. <laughs> I freaking love singing in the rain, man. Uh, I love that film so so much. Uh-huh. Uh, it's a classic, absolutely. Um, uh, for me, my what's good is a film I just recently watched on Netflix. It is the documentary about the halftime show. Uh, that Jennifer Lopez and Shakira did in 2019. Uh, it's called Halftime. It is basically from uh, Jennifer Lopez's perspective, but it goes through her entire career, basically leading up to that halftime show and everything that went down between 2019 and to, to 2021 or 2020, 2022, actually. Uh, and it's like a great career retrospective. It was interesting to see uh some stories about Jennifer Lopez that you know I'd never heard of uh it was great to see how she felt about her snub in 2019 for Hustlers because she 100% should have been nominated for that um so it's a great film if you're just interested in learning about an artist and their life and you know and again I think that halftime show was probably the best one of the top five best halftime shows of all time so uh whatever you say pal yeah of all time (laughs) whatever you say no questions asked whatever you say no questions asked 
there's not a single halftime show since that has been even close to theirs. So um, 239 million views on YouTube currently, uh, literally the best. Uh, so yeah, that's how uh, check out halftime or, or check out singing in the rain. You can't go wrong either way. You know what I'm saying? You're either going to learn something or you're going to have a great time because singing in the rain is amazing. Uh, so that's what's good from us here at Film Code. What's good, what's good, what's good. Uh, we do have a code word, but we are not going to do it until Zach gets back. Uh, we want to give him a fair shake so that I don't, you know, steal a point from him. I don't want to do that. I'm already the champion. I don't, no need to cheat. <laughs> I'm currently in the lead right now, so I don't know. What you, I'm leading it with two points, so I don't know what you're talking about. You're leading, but that don't mean you're you're going to take the crown. It's a long season. It is so. a long season. I think <laughs> I got this. <laughs> well, best of luck to you. So uh, we're going to go ahead and get up out of here. Brandon, let everybody know where they can find you, sir. You guys can find me at F-A-N-T-A-S-M-I-C Ears or on Letterboxd. It's Fantastic Ears. Go check me out. Go check out what I'm watching. And yeah, thank you guys again for listening. Make sure to follow the show on what Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, Letterboxd. Go check us out everywhere. If you like what you heard, give us a like, give us a follow, give us a rating. Uh, wherever you guys are watching this podcast, thank you guys. And yeah, Phoenix, where can they find you? You guys can find me on Instagram. <laughs> Try that again. You guys can find me on Twitter at IMHOReviews1. That's the number one. And on Letterboxd under PA Cloudin. And as always, like Brandon just said, please follow the show on Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, Letterboxd at Film Code Pod. And we will see you guys next week. We are out of here. Peace.